What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the AOA show. I am your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. What's up? And Gavin. Yo, 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 yo. And today we wanted to talk about our thoughts and initial reactions to the movie Princess Mononoke. So just a quick history on the movie itself before we get into our thoughts. Um, It was made in 1997, uh, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, animated by Studio Ghibli, um, and distributed by Toho. Uh, The film stars a bunch of popular voice actors at the time whose names I will not go all the way through, but you get the point. Um, it's set in the late, uh, sorry for butchering this, uh, Moromachi period. So it's around 1336 to 1573 of Japan with fantasy elements. Um, and it was released in the United States on October 29th, 1999. Now it's interesting, um, because it became the highest grossing film in Japan in 1997 and also held Japan's box office records for domestic films um, for a couple years until obviously, you know, those, those records were broken, uh, Spirited Away ironically broke that record as well, who was, you know, also made by the same person. Um, now, when it came to America, though, um, and distributed by Miramax, it had poor box office performance, but it sold very well on DVD. And um, this movie, you know, greatly increased Ghibli's popularity and influence outside of Japan. So that's the movie. Um, we're here to talk about it today in our initial reactions. Uh, Gavin just watched it, like, before we even started recording. I just watched it last night. I have some notes. And I know Isaiah had seen the movie a little while back. So I'm sure he did, like, a quick refresher. He remembers everything that he needs to say. Um, but anyway, what do we think about the movie? I, I liked it. Um, it's about, it's about two hours long. So one of the, a little bit of one of the longer ones for as far as animated films that I've seen as of recently, cause we've been on the stint where we've been watching quite a few of them. Um, but it was a nice full length movie. I thought it was cute. I thought it was very, uh, well made, especially for the time as well. Um, I, I really liked the, I liked the animation. I really liked the soundtrack a lot. Um, I know I've been saying that on a lot of these, but seriously, it just does wonders when they have a great OST. Um, and I, there was a lot of funny things about it. There was, um, I love the emphasis on, on the culture, um, the, you know, about Japanese mythology in certain ways, uh, which I wanted to get into, um, at some point or another, cause it definitely puts a heavy emphasis on it. Although this story isn't an exact replica of Japanese mythology. It has a lot of Japanese, um, uh, mythological elements within it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and it highlights some interesting issues that are still relevant today. Like, you know, man versus nature and like how man inevitably as he technologically advances will stray from nature, but then also, outright oppose it in certain ways and it's like kind of just like this encroaching on each other's um stuff you know between the the beast gods and and the humans and stuff like that so i'm curious to hear your guys thoughts uh real quick so i'll shut my mouth uh what'd you guys think of the movie um i really liked it i mean uh i saw this movie uh, like i don't know 15 whatever years ago when i was very young um, and so, of course, I watched it again uh, a few days ago just to, like, <clears throat> excuse me, just to refresh my mind and, and remember things or maybe even pick up things that I didn't catch the first time around. Um, and it's funny because, like, this movie pretty much, like, I I, re- I mean, everything that I remember was pretty much, for the most part, everything that I, like, re-picked up or, you know, saw again or was reminded of in the second viewing. Um 
which one was really cool for me because it's like this movie was able to get its point across to me when I was a kid versus now when I am arguably just a larger child. Um, so that was cool. But I think like the mess and I, part of the reason why I think that is, is just cause the message of the movie, you know, it is very much like, uh, you know, there is like a man versus nature element, but I think like what spoke to me is this idea of like, of like good and evil, right. And how inherently everybody is filled with both of these things. And like, you know thematically this movie deals with this idea of like everybody is sort of constantly teetering on that line right between uh, good and evil and it is our job as a collective you know as as a collective humanity if we're ever going to sort of like stay the course of good to sort of like always remember that are the things that that make us that our similarities are much more important and are the things that should be focused on rather than our differences um right and you see that in the two different tribes that end up getting in these you know these crazy uh large-scale wars um essentially over each of their philosophies and their ideals and what it is they want when it's like the whole the whole point right is that they that this fighting shouldn't even be happening right is that if these two groups were to come together and sort of be able to reconcile their their differences and things that they want for a common goal that that would sort of stave off this you know this evil and like i i love the the sort of like literal representation of that with like the you know the literal like manifestation of the demonic evil in uh oh man what's his name the main character or the or the guy Ashikata. Ashitaka. yeah in his arm as sort of like a you know again like a like a literal call to like this this evil that is present in every single person um yeah i and i just, I just think it was really cool i mean obviously hayao miyazaki don't have to you know don't have to sing his praises but i will um i love his his just his there's this like retro fantastical element to his animation and i you know remember in all the uh studio ghibli movies that i've seen of his that like he just he has this way of he has so he has this way. I think what's really cool is like one of the one of the his movies, at least for me, and I'm sure many other people were some of the first movies that I saw as a kid. And and me being somebody who who's grown up in the West, like traditionally American animation is much more geared towards children, or is is geared towards children with the ability or like the with the concept of being applicable to adults. To whereas traditionally japanese animated stuff is much is definitely not made for, i mean like this movie is you know a perfect example is not made for kids specifically right this movie has messages and themes um that it discusses and talks about that can relate to children but not specifically for children right they're, they're just they're relevant to any kind of person whether you're young old whatever um so i like just watching this movie again reminded me of that and reminded me of like what it was about this movie you know, when I was a kid, that really latched on to me, which was this, like, this very positive, I guess, uh, bittersweet, if that's what you want to call it, message, um, and, like, the, sh the actual animation. I mean, the movie, like, like I said, has this beautiful, like, fantasy, you know, cranked up to 11 kind of, like, fluid animation, um, but I, I like that, for the most part, I picked up everything the same. Well said, my friend. Gavin, what do you think? 
No, that's dope. And, and it's funny because, uh, as he was mentioning, you know, it's, there's similarities between that you, between things that you pick up and other people pick up, you know, when you're watching the same movie. And for me, I was more, I was more fixated on the whole, uh, like spiritual nature versus human side of it. As you guys mentioned before, it's, it's funny because I really liked how they showed the stubbornness of both sides, you know, the, the unrelenting force from, nature and how it doesn't hold back and also the force that humanity brings on nature and that they they really just clash you know there's no middle ground that you're trying to find which is ultimately what um ashitaka wanted you know just any any sort of agreement can't we live together in harmony isn't there anything that we can do and both sides were stubborn to the fact that they were like no you know you have the boards who are pri- the boars who are prideful who are like we're just killing these humans no matter what and the wolves who pretty much had the same the same like ideology in that fact where they didn't want to sit down and talk and make up and they were like well what the fuck's the point because obviously humans don't give a fuck about nature because they're just open up fucking iron facilities and they're just destroying the shit like they don't they don't give a fuck about us why should we give a fuck about them you know and it's interesting because it's very relatable almost to like today's worlds not in the fact that you have spiritual animals running around but you can physically see the harm done in areas and you know you don't take precautions or measures to like really facilitate what you're doing and you know have workarounds or respect nature in that aspect and at the same token nature is willing to throw shit right back out her face whether it's natural disasters or whatever you know they're they're both unrelenting just forces that are fucking at each other's throats and there's no there's no compromise and at the end of the day it comes to whoever steps up and really wants to make it work and although you know, in the real world, you can't physically do that. There, you can, you could. There's still takeaways that you can like learn from the experience from the movie itself that you watched. Um, and I don't know. I found a lot of it relatable. You know, and it's kind of hard not to, especially when like you can actually physically see the world around them getting destroyed and the harm that it's doing on everybody. And you know, you kind of see it today, and it's 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 scary, but. You know, it's it's also interesting. I, I really like the way that they kind of played around with it and also added in a bunch of, like, spiritual elements. Like, I really fucked with the wolves. They were awesome. Dude, the G in this whole fucking movie is that the Red Elk, fucking uh, Ashikata's uh, right-hand man. What's his name? Uh, Yakul. Dude, what a fucking gangster. That, that, that little... That little elk went through the ringer, dude. His ass got shot. He was, like, staring death in the face, and that bitch kept on running, dude. I don't know how that, that guy did it, but honestly, full respect. But I don't know, man. I, I really fucked with it heavy, and I didn't want it to end, you know? And it's a slow burner, for sure, of a movie, and I feel like that might be a turnoff for some people. But for me, at the very least, I, I really enjoyed it just because it was so, like, aesthetically pleasing. Like, I... I liked going frame by frame and getting all of those like nature shots and landscape portrait, like view mode shit. Like it didn't bother me at all. I don't know how you guys felt with the pacing. And that's what I'm most curious about. Like, did you guys start to fall off toward like halfway through or three fourths uh, through, or were you pretty much like latched in it for the long haul? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was a point at all where I was like, okay, like, can we wrap this up? Like, I saw initially how long the movie was going to be, and not that two hours is long, uh, but again, a lot of the films that I've been watching lately, anime-wise, um, have been generally shorter, the ones that we've been doing reviews on. This, So this was definitely the longest one, but I was fully prepared for that, you know, before I walked into it. 
Um, definitely more of a slow burn, but I feel like um, it definitely did a really good job at world building and like establishing the main characters and all that kind of stuff. Um, I will I will say one thing, which is interesting, not necessarily to the pacing, um, but for a movie called Princess Mononoke, I have to say <laughs> Princess Mononoke was I feel was not like really um like a prominent like she's very prominent don't get me wrong i can't word this without sounding like an idiot but like she's not she's not as big of a, of a focal point as i thought she'd be being that the movie is literally her name but i think that's interesting though because i did watch some um video analysis as i ha- as i've been doing afterwards and um I actually found it interesting because I, 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 I watched a couple and they're all great. So definitely check those out. But I came upon one um, by a channel called Story Dive, Story Drive. Yeah, Story Drive. So check that one out. But that, that video analysis goes like super in-depth on the mythology and like the literal translations of a lot of things in the movie. And actually Mononoke is a Japanese word for like a vengeful spirit or demon or God or like mythological creature, like anything like that. So Princess Mononoke's name actually translates relatively close to Princess of the Spirit of Vengeance, which I think is pretty interesting. So like Mononoke is really almost like a play on words. Like it's not like like princess, putting princess in front of it, you know, it's her, um, it's San, but like Mononoke means more than that. So I actually found that interesting when I was done and looked up those things, I was able to cure my bit of ignorance there and be like, oh, that makes way more sense now that it's like that play on words. Um, but yeah, to get, to get back to your point, I, I enjoyed the pacing. Um, and you know, all the things that go along with that. And I, and I want to harken back to the, some of the things Isaiah said as well, because I 110 and, and you Gavin, but I 110% agree, uh, with a lot of the things that you said as well. Cause there's a lot of messages that can be derived from this movie. Like, like I said before, like man versus nature. Um, and also, you know, like what Isaiah was saying with dealing with the evil within each one of us, um, and the things that Gavin was saying as well. So I think it's really cool that you could pull multiple lessons from this that are all equally as applicable in everyday life, uh, which is really awesome to me. I love when movies are able to hit all those beats and like, you're able to fully understand them. You know what I mean? Like through the course of the movie and have an appreciation for it. Um, so that was really cool that, you know, they, they went through those things as well. And then another thing that Isaiah said that it's like a lot of Japanese filmmaking, at least this one in particular is like intended for all audiences, you know, rather than, or or maybe even mature audiences in a sense, rather than a lot of Western animation, um, where it's geared for children and can be watched by adults. I thought that was interesting. And, um, kind of funny at some point. So, so an example for me would be, I don't know, maybe I'm a dick, but like, I don't know what it was, but for some reason when like, when, um, Ashitaka or like, or whoever would like shoot someone or like with an arrow or whatever. And like, they'd get decapitated or like (laughs) their limbs would fly off. I don't know why I've never seen a more lighthearted depiction of somebody's head getting blown off in my entire life. Like literally they'd do it and I'd be like, Oh, okay. He's dead. Like, well, it wasn't like this. Oh shit. It was like almost lighthearted. It was the weirdest thing. Like I can't explain it, dude. I don't know why. I have a perfect example for you. And it was in the beginning when he first got that, um, you know, the curse on him. (laughs) 
and he was rolling through that village that was getting attacked by the samurais, and this kid literally snipes both arms off this samurai. They go fucking flying, and literally the guy is just standing there with, like, his now limbless arms, like, arms held up in the air, and he's just looking in shock, like, what had happened? I'm like, bro, your arms just got sniped off. You are screaming, you are on the ground, you are crying, and meanwhile, your homie next to you just got his head cut off literally two seconds after that happening, and you're just sitting there chilling like nothing's happening. Like, yeah, oh God, it was it was like <laughs> almost in the car. It was almost in like Bugs Bunny or, or like yeah. something like that where it's like the, the dude like runs off the cliff and then doesn't realize that they've run off the cliff, so they're like still pedaling their legs in midair like frozen, and then they fall. Like that's what I felt like it was, except his arms got dismantled. So I'm yeah, like, dude, why am I laughing hilarious. at this? But it was like this weird way that they were able to make a very gruesome act like seem lighthearted in a weird sense. <laughs> and maybe I'm a psychopath, but that's just, I thought that was interesting to bring up in general. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I think it's it's but. like, I, so I didn't mind the movie. I mean, so one, I've seen this movie before, right? So I wasn't really bothered by the pacing because more or less I did like already know everything that was going to happen. Um, I really just rewatched it like because we were talking about it. So I wanted to like, you know, no specifics. Um, but it's also not the first studio Ghibli movie that I've seen. And I bring that up because I feel like by the time I saw this movie, I was already so entranced in just Miyazaki's style and the kinds of worlds that he builds that like, just, just from the start of the movie, like I was in, right. I was brought back into like this, again, this very like fantastical, you know, sort of like retro like a classic cartoony uh looking world and i think like that you know that goes a little bit into what you were saying where it's like the movie and this isn't even just this movie it's it's like a lot of miyazaki's movies don't go out of their way necessarily to depict like like scenes like that or or you know fighting and stuff like as gory and i would even argue as realistic as humanly possible right because there's sort of like a more general emphasis on like what on like what's going on overall as opposed to like oh watch this man like this man got his head blown off and now there's guts and blood everywhere that's gross and it's like i don't want to say that like that should be implied but it's almost like that that doesn't to at least in my mind like that doesn't matter right because the point isn't for you to see how gross this is the point is like you're supposed to be focused on why they're fighting not the fight itself and i feel like that stuff does a really do, like does well to sort of draw you out and like really you know sort of bring you back into like the big picture of things um but yeah it's weird it's definitely weird like when you like coming again us coming from like a western audience where it's like you watch a movie that you know has fighting in it and like you know you're gonna see some nigga's spine or, or like you know ripped out of his body and blood everywhere and it's like you know th these movies like even when talking about war and violence like have a weird way of being uh i guess subtle about it I don't know. No, that's a that it is a good point. It, it just goes to show that much more to further the point that the movie can be watched by essentially any age level or audience and can still have things pulled from it because it's not it's like it's showing the seriousness of like um Ashitaka's wound, right? And like and the hatred quote-unquote, that it's symbolizing in the fact that he could just straight up decapitate a dude by shooting him in the head with an arrow. Um, but because it's, like, it sh depicts it in this, like, weirdly lighthearted way, or, like, Isaiah was saying, it, like, intentionally doesn't 
focus on the realism of that uh, per se. It's still driving the message for um, folks that are maybe older and understand right. that and understand how real that is. But all, like nonsense of it. Exactly. But then also isn't like completely jarring for children um, or it's not like you're watching it as parents and you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like we're turning this off right now. Like my kid can't watch that. Right. And it's like it just shows that he's able to bridge that gap between those audiences as well. Um, yeah, I, I will say as far as pacing is concerned, um, again, this is like a lot of my quote unquote uh, criticisms, which really aren't because I, I did like this movie thoroughly. Um, but our, our criticisms that I wind up almost recanting once I kind of actually do further research on it. And it just, just goes to show like my ignorance and I guess lack of attention when I watch these movies, but that's what makes them more enjoyable is when I research them and, you know, kind of get newfound meaning. But at first I did think the ending was a bit abrupt um, and almost like a, Oh, well, that was an anticlimactic, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I, I'm gonna live in the iron village now. And then she's like, I, I'm gonna go back in the woods. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll visit sometimes. Bye. You know what I mean? I was just like, what the fuck? But I understood like, and especially from what Isaiah was saying before with like, um, where it's like kind of just being able to live in harmony and like finding the similarities rather than the, um, you know, than the differences. Um, and like the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be this like crazy happy ending. Um, because again, like the village is essentially destroyed and the deer God died. So like by all due accounts, things didn't end up really well. There was a lot no, of death and you know, all that kind thing. of stuff. Um, but it was interesting to see after the fact and in the reason, you know, and like kind of just really taking a second thought about it, um, from my perspective that it was like, well, it makes sense, you know, like as to why it ended like that, although it seems slightly abrupt, um, was that it's, you know, this, this is how life goes and life will go on. Right. And it's like, these people will rebuild and these, the, you know, the forest will be the forest and that's it. You know what I mean? Like the, these are our differences and like, hopefully we could try and see each other halfway on some, but it's not likely that we'll see each other halfway on all of them. Like that, that's just, we're going to agree to disagree in a weird right. way. Right. The, and then the we're going to agree where we can is, is on like the importance of trying to see those similarities. Right. It's like, we may not always see eye to eye, but it's like at the beginning of the movie, the whole conflict arises because nobody wants to even take the effort to try and, you know, use diplomacy or try and like negotiate or talk out a way in which both. I mean, the, the sheer existence of each side annoys the other. Right. And it's and there's there's never a point where it's like, well, like, wait a minute. Like, you know, why are they here? Like what's what's actually going on? And so, yeah, I think the the emphasis is the on the idea of like we may not always see eye to eye. We may not agree on the lifestyles that each of us either wants to live or tries to live, but it's like being able to talk about that in a diplomatic sense and like see our, see the similarities that at the end of the day, we are all human beings that are trying to live and prosper for us and the people we care about. Um, like that should be what triumphs, you know, any of our decisions. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Um, I feel as if um, if you guys want to give any, because I've I've basically said my piece uh, on this personally. Um, I'm trying to get more in the habit of of not trying to fill dead air with words that are meaningless. If that makes sense, and repeating myself <laughs> on multiple terms. 
um, or multiple times rather. So I'm making an effort to, you know, say what I have to say and, and you know, that that's what it is. So I've basically said my thoughts on the film. Um, if I had to, you know how it goes. I usually ask you guys if you have any closing remarks. If you like the film, would you recommend it? What would you rate it, et cetera? Uh, I thought the film was really cute. I thought it was really well made um, for its time. Uh, and just in general, it's not It's not that it wouldn't be great now. Um, hell, I watched it last night. So, you know, the movie was really good. I think it has a lot of important message to messages to glean from um, f- that can be taken, uh, like, from all age groups. And there's different lessons that can be pulled from it, like I said before. Um, it's a good watch. Soundtrack is great. Voice acting's great. Animation's great. Um, you know, and it's just, a, it's just this, it's really this wholesome movie. I love how it just highlights the culture in it as well. I love like in the beginning of the movie, how they highlight the, like they really highlight how important culture is to Ash, uh, Ashitaka. Um, and like all the, all the people with it, whether they're in the woods or in the ironworks, etc. So a lot of great things to go around. Um, I definitely think you should watch it. I think it's one of the, I would probably consider it up there with like one of the classics, at least in the anime community from what I've seen. It's referenced a lot. Um, you know, so you could kind of get a little more knowledgeable on that if you haven't seen it already. It's a great movie. Um, but I'd probably recommend, or I'd probably rate it like a seven out of 10. Uh, I would give it, it's, it's really solid. It's not the most mind blowing jaw dropping thing I've ever seen, but it's certainly good by every stretch of the term. So I give it anywhere from like a seven to an eight, but I don't know if you guys have any, any, any concluding thoughts or anything like that. Uh, I had, what's your best character, bitch? We can't forget about her favorite character. Can't forget oh about dude, that. for sure. Um, what's her name? Is it uh Toki? The one, the wife of the one guy that gets saved um, by Ashitaka and then she basically just whacks him on the head and calls him an idiot the whole time. Oh, that lady yeah, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that lady. <laughs> that. She was so funny, dude. When she came on screen, she was just so badass because she was like, she totally depicted to me like the average quote unquote person where it's like, you always hear like you relate it nowadays, right? Where it's like you hear of like all like these uh, like athletes or like people that are like of high prestige. And it's like, sometimes you tend to forget like the normal, like day to day people, you know, that are doing their part to like better their lives and people around them. Right. And it's like, they're funny and quirky and it's like, especially relevant today. Cause again, time of recording right now, um, you know, with the whole COVID thing going on and stuff like that, it's like, you tend to really take a fond appreciation for people that are like on the front line, whether it's in healthcare or really doing whatever, right? Like doing their part to make humanity better or like make the world a better place. And I felt like personally, she was like a clear example of that in this movie. Like just like your average person, that's like not going to be really remembered like historically for anything in particular, but like did everything she could to make humanity a better place and had just balls of steel, <laughs> you know, the whole movie just spoke her mind. And like, she was just a strong woman. I just like that char- character a lot personally, but, um, favorite character. <laughs> it's funny. Cause it's, it's, it, I remember again, when I first watched the movie a uh, long time ago, uh, again, like little tiny kid, Isaiah was like, dude sans dope like i just really fucked with this like no nonsense woman she's fucking running with wolves so like you know you, like this isn't a woman that you can fuck with and um i don't know i was a very like when i was a kid i was a very um it, it's funny saying this now like in reference to like what i do and like i you know between like this podcast and other like i'm like 
on the internet a lot and I'm, I do a lot of like computer work. Um, but when I was a kid, I was very much like a nature heavy kid. Like I loved being outside. I loved going outside. Like I, I was the kid who would literally in my backyard, like we had this huge sort of like extensive, like set of like just woods in the back. And if I had nothing to do or no one to hang out with, I would literally like go in there and just like, like climb up trees and just sit in the trees and just hang. Cause it was like, I just got a peace, you know, a, a calm sense of mind from like being, outside and in the woods and so like there was this like real uh i don't know how to describe it i just i really fucked with this woman who was like i it seemed like the extreme end to me you know i was like yo i'm out here like running in the woods and shit but like this girl's like living with wolves like that's sick um and it's funny you know uh fast forwarding now to when i rewatched the film i was like i didn't remember um who, uh, you know, my favorite, like, I didn't remember who, if I had a favorite character, who it would have been, but then the second she came on screen, I was like, nah, it's her, it's on, god damn, I love this bitch, like, <laughs> she's just so fucking cool, um, I, I, and, uh, yeah, so I think Final Thoughts, movie is absolutely fucking amazing, um, I, you know, I, like most, you know, anime fans, or longtime anime fans, uh, love all of, uh, Miyazaki's work, um, I think it's just, I mean, you know, not obviously like the cultural relevance, right? Like his movies uh, are a staple of the literal, you know, the medium of anim animated film. Uh, the work that he's done and the, the worlds that he's built um, have literally spoken to and inspired like l everything else that's come, like everything that's come after his movies, arguably to some degree, I believe, are like a denomination or have pulled something from his work. Um, I mean, I just, I really do think they are a masterclass in like how to make an animated film. Um, I think I like, it's, it's funny. I, I, before, like I said before, this wasn't, uh, Princess Mononoke is not the first movie of his that I've seen. Um, I like, at least as far as release dates are concerned, I've, I've watched almost all his movies, but I've watched them like, just like super out of order as far as when they came out. But like. I never really, I just, I, I never get tired of seeing his, his work, you know, his style, the, the animation. I mean, the, the way that he brings worlds to life and the, and the things that he creates in them uh, are just, again, every time, like the second I turned this movie on, I was, I was five minutes in and I was like, all right, I had, this could be two or 20 hours long. I like, I just, I get taken back into this world that like, you know, there's like a little bit air of like nostalgia to it because it's something, you know, familiar and like, you know, we're planning on doing uh, a movie or a review rather of Spirited Away after this. And so it's just like it's it's there's this reminiscent air of all the movies that I've seen of his because like, again, you just there's he has this very consistent um, consecutive style that just it just fucking warms my heart. It's so cool. And, and all the characters are so lively and like sort of like super bubbly and 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 cute um yeah and i just i can't say honestly i can't say enough good things about miyazaki or the film i think you should totally watch it i would probably give it uh eight eight and a half maybe out of ten okay damn all right for me um favorite character obviously you cool the red elk i mean there's nothing you can't not love about him although i do want to throw 
I do want to throw a sh- uh, little mention in there um, to my number two, and that's of the Oracle from the very beginning. Dude, what a fucking G that lady is. Holy shit. And she said, like, there was there's actually a quote I had to write down that she said because I fucked with it heavy. I'm not into that fate shit. Like, honestly, like, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just saying say it. I don't believe in that. But although she said she did say something that really caught my attention, and that was... You can't escape fate, which is like, you know, the fucking cookie cutter, like, yeah, okay. But then after that, she was like, but you can rise to meet it. And that was very unique in the sense where I've never really heard that following the you can't escape fate. Like, normally it's you can't escape fate, and it's like an old fucking, like, rickety guy, and then, like, his knee gets kicked in, and he falls to the ground, and you know it is what it is. Like, he said, and it's over. But I don't know. Just when she said you can rise to meet it, and, like, they kind of, like, panned back to um, Ashikata, and he was, like, there with his arm just, like, fucking all, like, swollen up. I don't know. I was like, okay, that was a baller thing to say in that moment. And, you know, you just, I don't know. I just, I, I respected that lady heavy. She she knew what was going on in those forests. But, um, yeah, other than that, dude, I, I can't, you guys beat the fuck, like, beat this shit into the ground. It, it's just a great movie. Like, there's nothing more you can say. If you haven't watched it by now, get your ears out of your ass and just do it. And, you know, it's, I'd rate it probably a solid 7.5 out of 10. It's, you're going to relate to it in some way, shape, or form, you know? Like, just the whole man versus nature, just good versus evil. Like, you're going to take something away from it and either really hate humanity now or just really fuck with the movie. And that, that's all I could say about it. But, yeah, definitely give it a watch if you haven't. You are missing out. Solid. Well said, gentlemen. There you have it, folks. Those are our thoughts. Make sure if you guys like the content today, you're liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell. Uh, Let us hear your thoughts as well. Comment below what you thought of this movie if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, are you planning on watching it now? What other movies do you recommend? All your thoughts, we want to hear them. Comment them down below. If you guys are listening on a different platform, i.e. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, etc., uh, make sure you guys are dropping a follow in there and follow us on our socials. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to take that support one step further, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash AOA show. Or all of these links will be found in the description down below. Uh, but until next time, guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you on the flip. Peace. Later. Adios.